Thanks for listening to the Secular Hubcast, a podcast made possible through a grant from the American Humanist Association. This show is a project of the Secular Hub, a Denver nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting community, altruism, reason, and education across the diverse secular community of the Front Range region. For more information and to become a member, visit secularhub.org. Hello and welcome to the Secular Hubcast. I'm your host, Jesse Gilbertson. Today I'm bringing you an episode full of news from an event which recently occurred, the Colorado Secular Conference 2019. This episode is being released on the 4th of August, 2019, and the conference took place between the 26th and the 27th of July. The Colorado Secular Conference was discussed a little previously on the show, including episode 42, where I had an in-depth interview with the principal organizer of the Colorado Secular Conference 2019, Mr. Dave Rao. Before we actually get to the recording, I wanted to convey somewhat of an idea of how the conference went, and then you'll actually hear the recordings that I made at the time. Even though the conference took place on Friday and Saturday, the Friday night event was more of a casual dinner with some of the featured speakers, including Seth Andrews, Annie Laurie Gaylor, and Shelley Siegel. It was intended as a casual time to just mix and mingle, and so no recording was done there because I wanted it to stay that way. It was a much smaller event than the Saturday conference. That event took place at the Summit Conference and Events Center. I personally got there at 8 a.m., and it was already open by the volunteers who showed up earlier than I. The show really got kicked off a little after 9. The morning session from 9 to noon was designed to be quite informative. There was a broad discussion of the number of groups that have been active here in Denver and Colorado for many years. Myself, having been on the scene for about four years now, I'm, I'm a relative newbie, and I had no idea there were so many groups all around Denver, all around the Front Range, and out into the entire state of Colorado, so it was really enjoyable to see that. There were speakers from the Colorado Humanist Legal Society, humanist celebrants, and overall it was a fantastic education about the state of humanism and atheism here in Colorado. After lunch, there was a big presentation on Sunday Assembly with music and everything. Sunday Assembly used to be done more here in Colorado, and so this part of the conference was partially Sunday Assembly and partially an education on what Sunday Assembly is all about, because it's fair to say that most of the members of the audience and volunteers and everyone else had probably never been to a Sunday Assembly. Another large and long-lived atheist group comes from Colorado Springs, which is south of Denver. The Pikes Peak Atheists and the Pikes Peak Atheist Families groups were represented by Crystal Starkey, and she also moderated a panel with other secular leaders. The afternoon session finished with a talk by Annie Laurie Gaylor, co-founder and co-president of Freedom From Religion Foundation. We're big fans of FFRF around here, and... We had Dan Barker out very recently, so it was very nice to get Annie Laurie Gaylor out as well. After her talk, the bar opened up, and Pale Blue, our local band, started rocking it. Also part of the conference, dinner was provided, which was very nice. 
And our keynote speaker, Seth Andrews, the host of the Thinking Atheist podcast, delivered a fiery and passionate talk, one that we here in Denver had never heard before. And it was a fantastic capstone for the discussions and learning that had taken place that day. It was, I had to skip some here, it was kind of a lot. There was a lot packed into this event. In addition to that, we had two rooms of vendors. These are all people from the atheist or secular community around Denver, including nonprofit organizations, as well as individual artists and others who were who were just there to sell and be part of the community and be before the community. It was a great time to meet a lot of different groups. And that really takes it away. After Seth Andrews spoke, the stage was turned over to Shelly Siegel. She and her music partner did a fantastic performance. It's any real movement needs real artists. And it was wonderful to see Shelly perform with such passion and such talent. Hopefully those two know that they're always welcome around here. The founders of Colorado Secular Conference even threw in a little something extra in the evening, a comedy show nightcap. There were three very talented comics who went up on stage and entertained all the attendees. Very funny comics, as well as an improv set. Now, I attended the conference all day from 8 in the morning until about 11 at night, but I was recording this episode between approximately noon and 6. So you'll hear kind of what was going on between those hours. And I hope this episode is a fantastic representation of how the conference really went. Big thanks goes out to the Colorado Secular Conference 2019 organizers and volunteers, our special celebrity guests, the many vendors and artists who came in to meet the crowds and have their work on display, and the hundreds of attendees who made the conference a success. Please enjoy the episode and reach out to me, Jesse, over email with any questions or feedback. The email is podcast at secularhub.org, and I hope you enjoy the show. Check, 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 check. Is everybody having a good time today? Yeah. This has been a great conference so far. Yeah, and it's only going to get better. It might have been some other issue that opened our eyes. Uh, it could have been evolution, could have been gay rights, but for us it was the religious war against reproductive rights. My mother later Yeah, they scheduled me at the end of the day and everybody's tired and ready to go home. You guys ready to go home? Okay. Can you hear me okay in the back, everybody? All right. All right. Hello and welcome to the Secular Hubcast. I'm your host, Jesse Gilbertson. Today we are coming to you from a parking lot in Aurora. Chauncey, can you tell us why we're standing in a parking lot in Aurora, Colorado? I'm a hustler, baby. I just want you to know. (laughs) Yeah, we're here in Aurora for the Colorado Secular Conference. It's a 2019 Colorado Secular Conference. Um, It's an opportunity for secular groups across Colorado. Denver, Boulder, Colorado Springs, Grand Junction, the Plains. It's an opportunity for those groups to get together, talk about humanism, talk about what it means to be secular, and build community. Fantastic. We're just taking a a break from being inside because it was a bit noisy in there, but we're getting some traffic noises. But that's Aurora for you. Turns out traffic is not unique to Aurora, though. Just wanted to throw that out there. (laughs) They just specialize in it. Okay. Uh, Actually, 
the I've talked to someone who was here from Virginia, a married couple who came. They were out here for a wedding, and they happened to. They were here for a longer period of time, so they bought tickets to to come hang out with atheists because they're yeah so there are a lot of people from colorado here but there's actually a surprising number of people from outside of colorado i think part of that is that we've got some pretty amazing speakers we've got seth andrews here thinking atheist we've got annie laurie gaylor from the freedom from religion foundation and lots of other great folks so i think that's brought people out yeah i would certainly have to agree with you many Many of the attendees that I've spoken with came to see Seth or one of the other big names, Annie Laurie. This is an opportunity for individuals to get together, to find a a connection with a wider community, but it's also been a really good opportunity for some of the other volunteer groups, as well as artists and and other merchants to come and be sort of before a, a, a group of people that's like they're exactly... Like, for example, we have all Vol Fish that has a table here. Uh, the Secular Hub, of course, has a table. Uh, Jefferson Humanists. There are many groups. So, Yeah, and speaking on the art front, we've got Shelly Siegel out here doing some performing. We've got Pale Blue uh, dropping it like it's hot. Pale Blue is our local music group. Right, they, rock, they rock. Hold on. I'm not describing it well. I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get Dave to describe it because I'm screwing it up. But they fucking rock, and they're they're doing the music. That we, there's like a Sunday assembly going on right now. We we're ditching Sunday assembly to hang out in the parking lot and record this intro. So, yeah, Sunday assembly is a, Sunday assembly is pretty great though. I uh, got to listen to one of their speakers, and he was humorous, uh, informative. So it's been pretty good. <clears throat> yeah. I also want to mention on the artist front, I don't know if you are familiar with Rob. Have you met him? Yeah, I met Rob when he and his wife first started coming into the hub a year or however long ago, long ago it was. So he's got a booth set up and he's selling some of his art. And so he's got prints out there. I bought one myself. Check it out if you have the opportunity. Yeah, I'll probably interview him and see if we can get his actual email address and all that kind of stuff. Because he does some very interesting art. It's like a, a fusion of art and science in an artistic form so he's a talented guy extremely well chauncey i'm really glad that you are attending along with how i think there were 200 tickets and they're sold out as well as performers and vendors why does this sort of event matter why does a conference like this matter at all yeah i think there are a lot of reasons reasons and it probably depends on the person but for me i don't have a lot of opportunity to talk about things like um ethics and sort of what it means to be a secular person and how to live a good life as a secular person. And so some of the speakers here give me an opportunity to reflect on that and give me some some insights and things I should think about when considering that question for myself. You know, it's about living a meaningful life um, for me. And so opportunities like this allow me to explore that further. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I just love the community. I love to see just being at the hub, which is a pretty special place, you still kind of just see the same faces after a time, same faces over and over. So seeing so many new people out and so many interesting people who who are just craving community, and I'm really honored to be part of that community. So, Chauncey, let's get on back in there and enjoy the rest of the show. All right, sounds good. Let's do it. Well, if you ate nothing, you'd starve. And you could live off of Wendy's for two weeks, but you couldn't live off nothing for two weeks. You know, I get it. I get I get some some people asking me if I want to be a little bit more healthy. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's almost just to greasy food and chocolate, but I could be addicted to meth. I mean, which one do you want? Yeah, it's it's either one or the other. That's the only option. That's all. How, that's exactly how it works. Meth and celery or grease and chocolate. <laughs> 
How are you enjoying the, um, do you, can I actually do a proper interview with you? Sure. So Ruth, friend of the podcast and uh, avenging angel of the secular hub, <laughs> how are you enjoying the Colorado Secular Conference this year? Well, it's been very interesting so far. I'm really excited about all of the different um, lawyers that we've had speaking so far. Um, yeah, we've had Gordon Gam and Maha Kamal of the American Legal Society American Legal no hum, American Legal human, Humanist Legal Humanist Legal Society Humanist Legal Society excuse both of us golly We're, what was it in particular about their their discussion because they both presented on stage what was it that they went over that has you interested well I like uh, how Amal was talking about um the different legal cases that are out there because it's just interesting to know what's going on within the humanist last legal world. Um, and I also like the first speaker. I've forgotten his name. Gordon Gam. Gordon Gam. Thank you. I do appreciate his, um, his jokes that he was telling and just kind of a general understanding of how humanism came about, especially within the legal world and how he got interested into it. We're standing right by the mic. It's definitely going to come through. It's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're doing a sound check. <laughs> All right, so I'm now with Devin. Hello, Devin. Hi. Nice to see you. It's good to see you, too. This is the second chance we've had a talk today. We talked earlier, and now we're talking again, because um, it's a little later in the day, and you're going to be leaving soon. I was wondering if you could tell me what organization you're with. Yeah, so I'm with uh, Humanists Doing Good. We're a community based out of Grand Junction, and we basically do community education and volunteer. Uh, we try to do at least four events a month, and we're open to anyone, whether it's theist or atheist. Okay, cool. So Humanists Doing Good. You say you do about four activities a month. What sort of events or what sort of activities are you talking about? Uh, so we try to do at least two volunteer a month. And we, with the education portion, we try to do nature hikes. We try to do, uh, we recently did a event at the Ute Learning Center. And that was pretty good. Uh, with regards to the community portion, it's more we get together, we talk about things, and we make sure that we have a community open for different types of people. Okay, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I'm very interested in Grand Junction and lots of other places. Grand Junction is on the, the western slope, so clear on the other side of the Rocky Mountains from Denver. And so I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about kind of the atheist or the humanist scene out there. Are you guys pretty lonely as a group, or do you have a lot? Are there a lot of atheists around? So we have about 500 active, 500 members, but only about 50 active members. Uh, we're trying to reach out a lot more. We've got a pretty, pretty decent group, but we would definitely love to see more people come out to uh, support the community and volunteer and try to learn a bit more. Cool. How, how do you like the community as, as far as humanists doing good? Because I assume you don't like just hang out and do volunteer stuff. Is it a social a way to get um, community and those social uh, needs that humans re require? Is it a good way to, to, is it a good outlet for that? Yeah, uh, actually one of our uh, organizers, he does mostly the social portion. We do uh, trivia nights, we try to go to board game nights, we try to vary what we're doing, but it is a very good way to get social and to meet new people. Um, it's definitely been a good resource for me in the few months that I've been with it, but I'm, I'm having fun with it. 
Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming all the way across the Rocky Mountains uh, to visit us here in Denver. Are there any last thoughts you want to share before you take off? Yeah, just uh, reach out to anyone you're in your area and try to have fun with whoever you want to be with, whether it's in Grand Junction or out in Denver, where we're at now. Uh, great. Devin, thank you very much for speaking with me. If uh, people want to find out more about Humanists Doing Good, where should they go? So we're mostly on Meetup. We also have a Facebook and Instagram. It's Humanists Doing Good. And um, I think that's about it with regards to that. Cool. Well, thank you for coming to the Colorado Secular Conference 2019 and have a safe trip back home. Most of us in, in uh, leadership in Colorado do have a tattoo on the logo. Oh, wow. I don't get one. Yeah, we've all gotten one. It's, it's super easy because our logo was designed by our tattoo artist. So, she's more than happy to she's sit there happy. and just... Exactly. So another aspect of this Colorado Secular Conference is that we have some vendors from, local, uh, from the local community, different groups. So I'm here with Victor. Hello, I'm Victor Lament with the Satanic Temple Colorado. I'm Rebecca. I'm here with our, f yes, you, Rebecca, you have a marvelous talent of being able to throw me off. I appreciate that. So Victor, thank you very much for attending. You heard about the Colorado Secular Conference uh, relatively recently, but you were, you were certain to get to the party. So thank you for coming out. Yeah, we're very happy to be here. Thank you. Victor, what would you like to share about the Satanic Temple with us? Well, uh, you know, first of all, I'd like to say thank you to the Secular Conference for having us. When we first signed up, we weren't uh, sure necessarily if we'd be welcome here because uh, while we do support secularism, we're also a religious organization. So we're very, very happy to be welcomed here, uh, and we thank them for that. Um, but, yeah, uh, the Satanic Temple Colorado, what we are is we're a... Uh, local chapter of a non-theistic religious organization called the Satanic Temple, and we don't uh, actually worship Satan, we don't believe in a, a literal devil, um, but what we uh, do is we use Satan as a uh, symbol um, and as a kind of a uh, inspiring figure for rebellion against tyranny and arbitrary authority. So kind of what that boils down to uh, on a local level is, you know, we're a uh, a local religious group that follows seven tenets. We get together and we talk about satanic philosophy and education. We do a lot of community outreach. Um, we just recently finished up a drive for the VA. We'll be starting a, a new drive called Men Straighten with Satan soon that we will be, uh, that collects uh, menstrual products that we'll be giving to shelters. Um, and that's kind of, yeah, what we're up to locally. All right. Thanks very much. for That was quite an excellent rundown. Now, I was really excited when I found out that you were going to be here because I've, I appreciate work that the Satanic Temple does, and I think you guys are a very interesting blend of activism and art. And uh, do you, is it common for you to run into misunderstandings? Do most people think you're worshiping Satan, or is there a fair amount of understanding of who you really are? I would say that we are uh, definitely a misunderstood group in most places that we go, either on, on kind of two ends of the spectrum. One would be uh, that people assume that we're either a group of devil worshippers coming in to, you know, open a hole in the ground and summon some demons, or um, they think that we are just a, a group of trolls here to get uh, a bunch of Christians' goats by uh, using the name of Satan to... to uh, yeah, rustle their jimmies. And we're kind of right in the middle. We're, we're not really either of those things. You know, we don't believe in a literal Satan. We don't believe in anything supernatural. We're not here to worship demons. We do use a lot of occult imagery and iconography as kind of a, a streamlined way to engage in a lot of psychodramatic uh, kind of 
we use it as kind of a shortcut, if you will, uh, because the, the figures in a lot of occult and uh, sociopolitical mythology um, are, are things that most people are familiar with. And it's an easy way to invoke a particular emotion or, or you know, get a, a particular uh, response out of somebody. But, um, yeah, we're, we're not here to, to raise any demons, and we're also not here uh, just to troll people either, you know. Uh, we're we're sincerely a, a, a group of non-theistic Satanists. So, okay, fantastic. Can you describe the the principle of non-theistic religion? That's something I, I don't know if I've ever ex- heard that exact term before. Sure, uh, you know it's it's our belief at the Satanic Temple uh, and and for a bunch of other non-theistic religious groups um, that the domain of religion should not necessarily belong solely to people who believe in the supernatural. So, uh, we believe, um, and I think we've successfully argued over the course of the last few years, this is an argument we used to have a lot uh, at the Satanic Temple uh, with other people, and we seem to be having it a lot less now than, than we used to, is the idea that in order to have a religion, uh, in order to be considered a member of like the faith community, you have to believe in something that has been demonstra- demonstrably proven to not exist. Um, and we, we feel that that is a very, very narrow definition of religion and doesn't encapsulate uh, what we should be looking for in, in, in uh, religious communities. We should be looking for sets of affirmative values. We should be looking for uh, community action. We should be looking for, you know, a, a shared mythology. And those are the things that are uh, enough to build a set of principles that people can use to shape the way in which they guide their lives, uh, which is enough, I think, to uh, be considered a religious group. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, it's interesting you're saying you're having these discussions or, or disagreements. It's just like a, an evolving discussion, we should say, ab- about the, the nature of religion and what it means to your group. So I appreciate that, that level of thoughtfulness. All right. Re- Jen- Rebecca. Rebecca, you're a typical Colorado Secular Conference attendee. Is this your first opportunity to meet a representative of the Satanic Temple? Yes, it is. And I'm having quite a bit of fun. He's got all this colorful stuff out. And they've even got these little activity books and crayons that they're selling. And they are adorable. So um, you open it up and it's this little girl and she's spreading knowledge and helping to dispel fear and ignorance by demonstrating her satanic ritual for her class. And it's got two pictures and you find the six differences. It's just like you know, when you walk into an Applebee's or something and they have out those little handouts for children's, but it's very tongue in cheek. It's adorable. Did you figure out they connect the dots? Yes. It took a little, it took a little bit of time, but I, I think I've got it. It's very clever. I, I enjoy it. I purchased one. I am strongly considering giving it to my niece. She's six. So I think it would be a good gift and it has a lot of good humanistic values, lessons involved. So that's kind of the age demographic. So yeah, we're, we're selling the Satanic Children's Big Book of Activities. Um, this came out of our um, national um, initiative called After School Satan Club. And uh, what that is, is essentially uh, in any public school where there is a good news club, we feel that uh, if there are no alternatives uh, for children to do as an after school program, um, that there should be something else for them to do other than be evangelized to and proselytized to. So we have provided an alternative by creating a program called After School Satan Club. Um, 
which uh, <laughs> kind of uh, we don't really talk about Satan in in the curriculum of the after school Satan club, but you're absolutely right. The children's big book of activities, or I'm sorry, the satanic children's big book of activities is a kind of a tongue-in-cheek demonstration of, of the type of thing that you would see there. Um, there is, you know, no proselytization, but uh, kind of a focus on critical thinking and logic and, and things that we would prefer our children spend their time with rather than uh, talking about... Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the, it's a direct action, which is one thing I think that Satanic Temple does really well. You saw an, uh, you saw a problem with religion being pushed on children, unsuspecting children who don't know any better. And so you, you said if this is a venue that religion can use, then freedom permits us to use it as well, to, use, to, to spread reason and logic and critical thinking, like you mentioned. So I think it's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, are you having a good time? Is this a t- typical thing that the Satanic Temple would do, go out to a conference like this and try to meet new people? So it's something we're trying to do a little bit more of, uh, particularly the Colorado chapter. You know, we've been, my spiel that I've been giving to the, the attendees here today has been extraordinarily well rehearsed because we just did two very large events uh, for uh, Northern Colorado Pride and Southern Colorado Pride. Uh, so uh, I've given that spiel a couple thousand times over the course of the last three weeks. So um, it's it's pretty well rehearsed at this point but um yeah uh we're, we're trying to do a lot more of just like the the community presence we find that we're you know much more effective in the community in, in showing up in places where um there is a warm reception to us being there um than there is uh, just showing up out of the blue and having people have no idea what it is that we're there to do so that's going to be our approach as a chapter uh, is, is to try to, you know, get out in the community, make sure that people are aware of what it is that we, you know, are trying to do, who we are, and uh, what our goals are, and, and go from there. Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much. I think I have one more question for you. Victor, if someone wants to find out more about the Satanic Temple, where should they go? Oh, sure. Um, all of our information is on thesatanictemplecolorado.com, and uh, if you want to join our group, all of our... Uh, Activities, our uh, schedule of everything is up on our Facebook group. There you have it. The Satanic Temple Colorado.com or search, just search for that term on Facebook. All right. Rebecca, thanks for sitting in and, and contributing to the, to the conversation. My pleasure. And Victor, thank you very much for what you do and thank you for being here today to participate in the conference. Thank you. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Full of anger, hallowed be his name. <laughs> All right, so I am here with Chris and Isaac. Hello, Chris. Hello. Hello, Isaac. Howdy. Can you tell me, Isaac, can you tell me what organization you're here representing? EvolveFish.com. EvolveFish.com. Chris, can you tell tell me a little bit about what EvolveFish.com is? EvolveFish is a company that has been around for, I'm not sure exactly how long, maybe 20-ish some years, Um, and it was started by some members of the community and um, unfortunately they had to sell the company and it's changed hands a couple of times and now Isaac and I run the company but basically it's about providing products and services to the community and the idea is that we are basically a show house for various organizations that we partner with uh, so that they can sell products and get their name out into the community, as well as for us to be able to provide those products. Okay, uh, I see a lot of pins, keychains, uh, car decals. You, Chris mentioned 
organizations or partners. Isaac, can you talk to that a little bit? How does Evolve Fish work with other groups? So there's groups like, you know, the Thinking Atheist, Secular Hub, American Humanist Association, various others. Basically, we make their products for them. So they give us a graphic and say, hey, you know, make this, uh, put this on a shirt or a mug or a sticker or decal. And then we make those products for them. We can basically do a wide assortment of, of different products. But I would say that stickers and shirts and decals are, are heavy hitters. But, you know, we can make posters, mouse pads. Um, pins, just about anything, really. Yeah, you're making the shirts for the Secular Conference today. And I see some mugs and stuff over there at, at Seth's table. Did you guys do those ones? Well, we do offer that mug on our website. So, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we have also pint glasses for Thinking Atheist and shot glasses. So. Of course, of course. People need to drink, of course. Well, thanks for coming to the Colorado Secular Conference. I appreciate you guys both being here. Would you like to kind of speak to the to the broader mission? Because... You might say car decals or bumper stickers or whatever isn't aren't important, but it's a way of communicating. Do, is that a, an important part of what you guys do, or can you speak to that, Chris? I think it's a very important part of what we do. We have people who call us occasionally who just need somebody to talk to. Um, they feel isolated for where wherever they live. There isn't necessarily a secular community that they can be a part of. And so they're just looking for an outlet and a, they're looking for a way to find people with similar mindset and background to what they are. And I think that just being available to, to speak to people when they call us and being able to say, you know, you can put this decal on your car and maybe it will help you find other people of like mind. I think it's an important thing. Okay. Isaac, anything else you'd like to share? Well, I would just like to say that our website provides a, a platform to, to really find uh, products that appeal to various communities like, you know, LGBTQ and atheists and free thinkers. So it's, it's a good place to, to find products that build bonds of solidarity. Okay, fantastic. Now, I've heard of EvolveFish.com for years, like sponsoring shows or partnering with, with podcasts that I listen to. So it's really nice to actually, I'm, I'm happy to see that you're not like a front for some Chinese company or something. Like you're real people, you're here in the flesh. So thank you very much, Isaac. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. And Chris, thank you. Thank you very much. We really appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Perfect, you guys. Thank you. Okay, so this is Jesse again, and it is evening intermission, and I'm standing here with two HUP members who are also attending the conference, Becky, a board member, and Dan, who's just special in various ways. Hello, Becky. Well, hi, Jesse. Hello, Dan. Hello, Jesse. Welcome to the podcast. I know you've been a listener for a while. I think this will be the first time we've had you on. You were in the background a little bit at the Pride episode, but this will be the first time we've had you on directly, so thank you for being part of the podcast. You're welcome. How are you enjoying the conference so far? Actually, I'm enjoying myself quite well. Okay, great. Becky? Yeah, it's a great gathering. I'm, I'm very pleased to see so many people uh, and a lot of people that I, who I don't recognize. Um, I, yeah, I've been involved in the secular community for a, a pretty long time in the Denver area. And I know a lot of the people here, but I sure don't know everybody. And it's really good to see a lot of new new faces and they they were not aware of our organizations yeah. before so Sorry. yeah yeah i like the fact that you know i see a lot of familiar faces that we see at all our events but the new fresh faces is yeah. is really enjoyable again lets us know that our numbers are much larger than they appear cool so now it's almost dinner time the bar just opened up um what will you be having becky 
Oh, gosh, probably, I don't know, either a Diet Coke or a glass of wine. <laughs> I wonder which one it'll be. How about you, Dan? You're hanging out with Dan. He's, he's a bad influence. Um, not an influence. I mean, people are never influenced by me. Just might not be good for her reputation to be hanging out with me. Um, I, I, I like to brag about, and people might think this is bad, but I like to brag about my personal relationship with alcohol. How's that? I love it. <laughs> Does it love you back? But I hate getting drunk. That's the funny thing about it. I love drinking, but I hate getting drunk. All right. Well, it sounds like the band's about to kick off. So thank you very much for sharing some of your thoughts about the conference with me. And uh, enjoy the rest of the night. Seth is going to open up pretty soon. So, Becky, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Jesse. It's always good to see you. <laughs> yeah, good to see you, too. And thank you, Dan. Thank you, Jesse. See you around. All right, I'm now with Skeptic Brett. He is the host of Atheists on High, as well as a coordinator for Pikes Peak Atheists, which is an atheist group, atheist group down in Colorado Springs. Uh, Skeptic Brett, how are you doing tonight? Not too bad, Jesse. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Uh, I'm not entirely fried from the conference yet. We're getting towards dinner. How are you doing? You've been volunteering. You've been doing a volunteer booth all day. Uh, yeah, we've been. Uh, we've got you know people coming up and buying things, asking about the community, what it is that we're doing in Colorado Springs. Uh, you know, our community outreach, all the uh, all of the charities that we work with, and and the things that we're involved in. So there've just been a lot of questions, and I'm sure as you know, that can be mentally exhausting at the end of the day. Yeah, I've done a, a fair bit of volunteering. You know, People's Fair and uh, Pride Fest and. I used to do it with Scientology too, and when you have to deal with people all day talking to you, it can be pretty exhausting. Is it? Has it been pretty nice? At least they're all atheists, skeptics, that sort of thing. That from that end of the spectrum. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, any time that you're at a secular conference or an atheist conference, you're always going to come across people who, are, you know, have very strong opinions about things. Which is one of the things that I love about the the atheist and secular community is that there are a lot of people who are driven and really believe in what they're doing. So, you know, sometimes people come up to you and they'll have some criticisms and, you know, always try to take those into consideration and, you know, kind of look back into what your community is doing or what you're talking about on your own show and say, yeah, maybe I am addressing this the wrong way. So, uh, yeah, along with constantly having to have answers to questions, it can also be exhausting to constantly reprocess you know, all of this, all of this feedback coming in and reconsidering your positions and making sure you're doing things the right way. Yeah, that's a very good point because the people that are coming up and talk to, talking to you, they're real people. Like you have to listen to them, care about them and try to absorb what they're really talking about. So I think that that comes down to you caring, you know, valuing the person in front of you. So that sounds like something you do a lot. Now, do you get a lot around to different conferences? Um, you know, so far I've mostly just made the Denver conferences. Being a family man, you know, that, that I'm so involved in what's going on with my kids and, you know, just holding a home together and all of that. I don't get to travel nearly as much as I would like to. But, you know, as, as the show gains popularity and Pikes Peak Atheist especially has gotten, um, is getting a lot more attention, I'm sure that I'm going to be traveling around some other conferences around the country in the, in the coming years. Fantastic. All right, so Skeptic Brett, could you tell me a little bit more about Pikes Peak Atheists as a, a nonprofit, or just what, what the heck is it? It's down in Colorado Springs. That's most I know about it. Uh, yeah, we're actually not even filed as a nonprofit 501c3. We're more of a 
I guess the best way to put it is we're more of a club. Uh, we don't gather dues for a membership. Uh, we don't insist that anyone you know pay to play essentially. So the community is wide open to anyone that wants to come in and be a part of it. And by doing that, uh, we've created kind of this this network within our membership of people who want to give time to that community, host events, and bring new fresh ideas in with them while they're doing it. So while we have this very small core group of leaders, um, of which I am one, so there are only eight of us that head up this entire community of over 1,200 people now. <laughs> um, as we are engaging with that community and taking in, you know, their feedback of what they would like to see the community do in the future, we're in a sense grooming them to be the next leaders that step in when those of us who've been doing it for a while will eventually get tired and be ready to step down and, and hand the reins over to someone else. So in a sense, you know, we, so we don't have to hold elections or anything. We've got a whole line of people who are excited about the community and they're ready to take a bigger role. Very cool. Yeah, with the Secular Hub, we do annual elections for the board members. And then there are like sub positions, like committee chair positions. So like the podcast is its own t uh, IT and there's a bunch of different like committees within. And so it's, it's pretty cool to hear that you guys down in the Springs have organized it differently. But you have a workable system that works for you guys. So that's really cool. Can you tell me a little bit about your podcast, Atheists on High? Yeah, Atheists on High is actually in its um, it's in its second iteration right now. So I had done the show once upon a time, and it was a it was a live stream on Facebook, and then we would also take the recording and put it on uh, you know iTunes and Stitcher and all of those big platforms. And we had a couple of hundred episodes out, and we just felt like the show didn't have the kind of direction that we wanted, and put it on a nearly two year hiatus, and then came back with a smaller crew. So it's just myself and my co host Jody. Uh, and we stick to about a 30 or 45 minute format and we are just hitting more specifically, you know, questions around belief and non-belief, you know, kind of hit the, the news sort of of the day. Although we're not exactly a current events podcast, we talk about what's really on our minds and that could be something that happened a week ago. It could be something from a year ago that we still don't feel is resolved. Um, so we'll take on that angle one episode and then the next episode usually we'll go into some sort of political positions uh, so we just kind of stagger the show like that we'll you know we'll hit atheism then we'll hit politics and we'll hit atheism then we'll hit politics okay great i like it um i haven't heard your podcast because i just met you for the first time today but i'm really looking forward to checking it out i've got it lined up uh on my phone to download once i get home but i'm gonna wait till i get back on on the wi-fi so atheist on high is just your podcast it's not for Pike Speak Atheists. Those are two different intellectual properties or two different areas that you operate in. They just happen to both be about atheism. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I will plug Pike Speak Atheists from time to time on the show, but yes, we are not affiliated with Pike Speak Atheists in any sense um, other than, you know, myself and my co-host, we both happen to be members of Pike Speak Atheists. But aside from that, that gives us the, that gives us the freedom to the intellectual freedom to talk about what we want to talk about on our show without misrepresenting Pikes Peak Atheists and what that community stands for, you know, because <laughs> yeah. that, that, can, that can get pretty hairy. Yeah, I tell you, well, especially since you're trying to express your own personal beliefs for the podcast for the Secular Hub, I don't know if we tow that line well or if we cross it. A lot of times we, we talk about politics or whatever. We're very careful to 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 
say a disclaimer, like this is our personal opinion and does not necessarily represent the beliefs and views of the Secular Hub, just because the Secular Hub is a 501c3 per-registered corporation, so it's really important. And we want to reflect well on the Hub, not poorly. Uh, Yeah, actually that reminds me just one other thing quick as well about Pikes Peak Atheists. So uh, usually atheist communities, there's an assumption of it being, you know, left-leaning or being liberal. You know, that, that's that's typically what people think of when they think of an atheist group. Uh, we have gone out of our way to ensure that it is a non-political space. So everything that Pikes Peak Atheists does is based around community building. It's around family. It's around, uh, you know, the, the charity work that we do. And when We've had it before where some people come to the community and they really, really want to make it about liberalism and they think that's what the community should be. And unfortunately, we wind up in a position where we have to ask them to escort themselves out because they're creating an issue within the community where we are trying to be so inclusive, especially in a place like Colorado Springs where it's so evangelical, that if we were to make it an insider's club of just liberally minded atheists, um, we would shut a lot of people out who who need a community that could be really difficult for them to find. Okay, very interesting. That's uh, You have to prevent those liberals from coming in and taking over things, huh? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, in a, I mean, and I understand you know, I understand the drive, which is why that's what I use my podcast for and why it's not affiliated with Pikes Peak Atheist. So I can talk about those things on my own terms about what my beliefs are in politics and I can be as aggressive as I want to be about it. But within the Pikes Peak Atheist community, um, I, I, I'm supposed to present myself as apolitical. So, you know, we have some people who come in and they're conservative. Clearly, even as conservatives, they're not thrilled with Donald Trump. Um, so we, we have opened enough doors where they can come in and say, okay, I might be one of the few conservatives, but I'm not being judged for being a conservative in this community. So there's a place for me and my children to go where we can feel like we, you know, we, we have that community that, that so many people find themselves missing when they leave the, when they leave the church. Okay, fantastic. I, I'm, I'm really glad that you are where you are because Colorado Springs seems to be one of the sources of conservatism, religious fundamentalism, that, that every, all those kind of things that go together. So I'm glad you're there doing what you do. Thank you very much for that. All right. Thank you. Now, you, so you, you're representing two things. So if someone wants to listen to your podcast, Atheists on High, how do they find that? Uh, Atheists on High, you can uh, find our community on Facebook. Uh, we actually don't do Twitter very much. I'm really bad at it, so don't find us on Twitter. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook, though. That's just Atheists on High, or just use any uh, podcatcher app that you use, Stitcher, iTunes, or any other podcast app. Uh, just search Atheists on High and be sure to subscribe and share it around. You know, so we're, we're rebuilding our listener base after being gone for a couple of years, but uh, so far the numbers are looking good and the community is really engaged. So, uh, yeah, if you enjoy it please let other people know about it and definitely engage with us on facebook you know have some conversations okay so that's the podcast and then for pike speak atheists if they want to find out about that what's the best way to do that yeah again pike speak atheists you can find us on facebook as well although it is a closed community you have to ask for an invite um, to be allowed into the community we are kind of picky about who we let in otherwise you know we wind up with trolls especially being in the Colorado Springs area Um, so yeah just go ahead and ask to join you will be almost immediately approved by someone in leadership we'll scan your profile really quick make sure you're you're pretty legitimate Um, you can do that and you can also find us on meetup and that's really where our calendar is Uh, and our calendar that's one of the things too that really separates Pikes Peak Atheists from a lot of uh, atheist communities around the country our calendar is 
packed. We have a lot of events, and especially in the summer, we will have you know between 12 and 15 events a month throughout the summer, and that ranges anywhere from play dates, you know, for you know the 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 three to six year olds up uh, to you know uh, kids' movies, you know, days out in the park, going playing in the splash pad, but also you know the game nights for the adults, poker games, geeks that drink. We we go and do all of that as well with the. Uh, with the the older audience within our community so whatever it is that you're into whatever the age group that you find yourself in we've definitely got something for you great well skeptic break thank you so much for what you do and thank you for being part of the colorado secular converse thanks for having me okay. all right so dave fangro it, sit down. can we sit okay we're sitting <laughs> dave fangro how are you doing Hey, Jesse. I'm tired, but it's been a good, long day. Yeah, it is. Well, it's in the evening. It's, it's pretty late. In Colorado Secular Conference 2019 has officially come to an end. We have vacated the room. Satan has left the building. What do you think? How, how does it feel right now? It feels like we were successful, like we accomplished the goals that we set out to achieve, but uh, it was a lot of work, and, uh, you know, it's just well worth it. Yeah, I had a magnificent time, and I made really excellent, just a little excellent contact with people. It was just a, real, a brilliant day. Were there any particular highlights that you want to go over? You know, I mean, aside from the obvious highlights of Seth Andrews and Annie Laurie Gaylor and the... Uh, great speakers we had from the secular groups and the humanist panels and all that. I think those were the real highlights, the content, right? But then we turned in the afternoon to entertainment and we had a great time. I think the thing that's most, not admirable, but the most uh, memorable to me is the fact that going into that after dinner entertainment section of the show, we still had an absolutely full house. People stayed all day. And during the comedy show, even to now, this late at night, it was a huge turnout. So, you know, aside from the, 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 the thing that's sup most surprising to me is that we sold out. We sold everything out. We sold all the tickets to everything for the dinners, right. for the Friday night, for Saturday. And, uh, you know, we had a great turnout. And I think people had a good time. Great. Well, I just want to say as a as an attendee and a volunteer, thank you very much. Congratulations. I thought it was a, a great show. And uh, it seemed like there was a lot of joy and a lot of satisfaction in the people who are in the audience. And you were right uh, about it's like informative information sharing and ideas exchanging and everything early in the day. And then have some dinner. Seth gives the, the his his new talk. Um, reveals it to all of us and everybody gets to enjoy that and then go right into the fun. So thank you for, for the vision and setting it up and putting it together. Yeah, it's my honor. I really appreciate the uh, feedback that everybody's been giving me. I think this went over well. Great. Any last things you want to finish up with? Um, no, not really. At this point, I'm too tired to really make <laughs> much of an opinion, but, uh, you know, we need to continue to do this type of outreach we need to continue to go outside our small groups which is great that's the first and foremost you got to keep your people and keep your members you know and and grow your organizations but these types of events 
actually bridge those gaps and they bring things together. It's like the glue that holds things together. And there's not enough glue in this community. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really interesting to see how many groups and hopefully events like this will draw those groups together. So the groups themselves can grow, but that they can draw more closely together. And I think this is a start of something more expansion. Yeah, more expansion, more connection. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to like i definitely connected with people that i did not meet before and i'm got some contact information and definitely got some cards and stuff and i'm sure we'll see more of those people in the future awesome awesome yeah i'm i'm jazzed <laughs> all right and with that dave finger thank you very much for all your work today and i know you've got more volunteer stuff with shelly tomorrow morning so i'll let you get out of here so you can at least snag a couple hours of sleep so thank you very much awesome thanks jesse